This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? Welcome back. In this episode, I am thrilled to have with us Tim Sakadinov. He's a top sales professional who was born and raised in Kazakhstan. Then nice. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Tim has a very impressive track record in sales with over 10 years of experience and a proven ability to perform time and time again. He's really just getting started with Family Heritage, but he definitely is making his name known quickly. Uh, Tim's success, though, has not just been about his ability to sell He is a natural-born leader. People want to follow him because of his strong character and his moral compass that just shines through in everything that he does. Uh, But in this episode, we'll learn about Tim's journey from sales school all the way to the sixth month of his business, some of the lessons that he's learned along the way, as well as a couple things for anybody looking to level up in sales. So let's jump into this conversation with Tim Sakadinov. What's up? Welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. I am sitting down with Tim Sakadinov uh, over here in Whitefish, Montana. We're here for our Q1 incentive trip, looking out onto the Rocky Mountains. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, But a little bit of background on Tim. So Tim is from Kazakhstan. So if you've ever seen the movie Borat, that is where he hails from. And uh, he, so Tim didn't even learn English until, was it your freshman year of high school? Was that right? Something about it. So, So he grew up speaking Russian do you speak four languages, five languages? Uh, on a good day, I would say four. On a good day, <laughs> on a good day, four. So, and uh, in English, was was that the fourth language that you actually learned? If we're taking them in order, it would be the third. So Russian, and then then there was a little bit of Kazakh, which that's what right. we speak there right. on a good day, <laughs> um, sometimes, and then it was English. Okay. Yes. Very and cool. Then, and Some others. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, cool. And just, I mean, Tim has had an amazing career so far. I mean, he, he got into sales by coming into the States and then met an amazing woman, Aaron Sakadinov, used to be Aaron Reynolds, and uh, they now live in Nashville, Tennessee, and he's building his life and building his business there. And uh, yeah, some exciting things happening with her too. Right? Very excited. Very excited. Very excited. So... But anyway, in Tim's first 13 weeks, he produced $131,000 in premium, which means he averaged over an eagle every single week of his first 13. He's six months into the business now. He's got a market director-sized business in terms of uh, submits, in terms of premium. Regionally, really, he's got a regional director size in terms of premium just six months into his career. And now he's just working on kind of adding in that, that third aspect. And this should be his first quarter. Um, qualifying for market director full. So that is, uh, that's super exciting. But one of the things that I asked him to come on and talk about is just some of the things that he feels like it takes to do really well uh, in our business. So Tim, take it away. Yeah, the view definitely doesn't suck. Not bad. Absolutely. <laughs> and talking about the Eagles, 
fun fact. I'm really into a bunch of fun facts. Eagle <laughs> literally soars on the flag of Kazakhstan. Oh, so look at that. It was born very to be. Very symbolic. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but if we're talking about uh, what does it actually take to do well, uh, speaking from my not vast experience at Family Heritage, I would say it's making a decision. Mm. You got to kill the quit. Mm. Burn the boats. No plan B. You have only one option and you are committing to that option. And when I'm talking about commitment, I mean commitment to the schedule, commitment to the systems. You are, just like good old Ogmandino says, you are going to become a slave to good habits. Systems we have in place, they're bulletproof. So committing to those is literally a prerequisite of success in this business based, again, on what I've experienced in my short amount of time that I've spent here. Um, And I would also add that being a perfect rookie mentality is extremely crucial, and we can probably talk about it a little later on, but becoming this sponge that soaks everything in, that just hangs on to every kind of piece of knowledge, that is not afraid to ask questions and ask for help. Um. I would also add getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, exposing yourself, uh, getting out there. Again, totally uncomfortable to learn a new thing uh, every time you're learning something. And this career is not an exception to the rule. Right. Yeah. One thing that I'll just kind of hit on that, that Tim just brought up. So Tim's been in sales for over a decade. And coming into family heritage, sales, sales wasn't a new thing to him, but he's still just didn't carry himself with any ego whatsoever. He came in with what he just called, right, the perfect rookie mentality, which is just, like he said, soaking things up. He asked more questions than 99% of people that come in, which makes sense why he was able to kind of skip um, some of the learning curve or accelerate the learning curve as he was just able to find out those answers from people that have already gone through that, made the mistakes on their own and learn from theirs rather than learning from doing all of it himself. So, that has been one of the funnest things about working with you, Tim, is just anything that you do ever involves ego. It's just like, I just want to do my best, and I just want to have a perfect rookie mentality. And it's, uh, I think it helps a lot of people that we work with. Totally agree. At some point, I felt that you and Emberly are probably going to stop responding to my <laughs> questions. But I'm very grateful that I have great leaders that actually are patient with me and with everybody else that we get to work with. That's nothing to be taken to be taken for granted, for sure. Well, listen to that accent. How could you not be? <laughs> <laughs> there is not an accent right there. Uh, I would also say that um, if we're talking about this business and this career, it's a career that is supposed to in- involve uh, an aggressive amount of growth in it. And if we are talking about growth on a personal or on a professional level, it should be painful. Um, I think it was one of the episodes mm. that I think it was effort and attitude. Mm. By the way, my most favorite elevators podcast episode. Oh, oh thank you. Growing pains are called this way for a reason, so it's supposed to uh, be uncomfortable. And another thing I would add to what it does take to uh, actually be successful here is you are not supposed to let your minimums become your maximums. Mm. You have to 
have to is a wrong word to say here. You get to break your own belief barriers. And the beautiful thing about what we do is that you keep expanding the ceiling and you keep shattering them one after the other. And then you're like, who's next? What's next? And it's never getting boring. Again, I have not gotten very deep into this career yet, but I've been already exposed to so much growth and it really does get so much fun when you're playing it like a video game. <laughs> when you're like, can I get a better run this time? Yeah. Every time you go. And uh, um, there's also a saying, winners are focused on winning, losers are focused on winners. Mm-hmm. I would also say that comparison is a thief of joy. So we're all different people. As Dylan said, I'm not even from this country. So <laughs> I'm not going to compare myself to Dylan Buck and his know eloquent speech uh, and delivery of something so i'm just gonna work on myself and focus on myself and focus on how do i get better i'm not gonna be caught up comparing myself to somebody else hope it makes sense absolutely the uh now one thing that you mentioned was augmentino is right you're gonna either become you're either gonna be slave to good habits or you're gonna be slave to bad habits but either way you're slave to your habits and one thing that I know that you talk about a lot is just your no matter what, right? Your non-negotiables. Um, what are some of the things that you're no matter what committed to in the field when you're working? They're cold no matter what. So yeah. they're cold no matter what's for a reason. That's right. You got to do them no <laughs> matter what. Yeah. Um, first of all, I would say kiss. Um, <laughs> not physically give somebody a kiss, but keep it super simple there's a variation of keep it stupid, simple, whatever you would prefer. But again, keep this job extremely simple. It's a very, very, very simple career. You just, it's not easy. Uh, nobody says it's easy. It's never going to be. Um, that's why we get. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we get paid well for what we do. And, uh, um, the change that we make in a lot of people's lives, um, it's its not supposed to be easy. Yeah, And that's a beautiful thing about what we do. And again, keep it super simple. In the very, very first pregal that I wrote to myself, uh, on a Sunday before my week one, I said, no matter what, I'm going to do a two out of three day, uh, six demos, nine to five, and a family protected. Right? We all know what those two out of three, three out of three days are. But, but do we really buy into this concept? Especially, especially, specifically, again, another acronym, Woodfly when you don't feel like it hmm. do you really bind to this concept when you don't feel like it or do you let mr mediocrity creep into creep into your head and be like oh but i'm okay finishing at four i have this and that going on or whatever lies we're telling ourselves we have to buy into this concept again we get to buy into this <laughs> concept because we get to have a career as a result of that right and Another thing I would add as a no matter what is a one more mentality. Um, there is a big time social influencer by the name of Jesse Itzler. Uh, he had a seal, a Navy seal uh, live with him for a while. And uh, he was supposed to learn about the mentality of Navy seals. And um, the seal taught him the concept of 40% rule. He says that, when your mind is telling you that you're done, you're really only 40% done. And he had a motto, if it doesn't suck, we don't do it. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that not that we 
got to go through miserable days all the time and this career sucks and it's not attractive at all. Um, but sometimes we got to just persevere through things. And uh, the one more mentality is what it does. Um, so when you don't feel like it, when you already did six demos, you had a great day, you protected a family, whatever you're, no matter what it's are, you have to go for one more. You are not going to stop at it. Um, you're just always doing one more. When you cannot, when you feel like you're done, just go for one more. The difference between people that are great at this job and people that are just good and average at this job is just a little margin, this little one more. And the beautiful thing about it, it may not add a lot to your day specifically, but it for some reason, some weird law creeps in and it just makes miracles. You're setting up an enrollment at 5.15 p.m. when you were about to call it a day and then, or you set up an appointment and it ends up being an $8,000 a year policy. Again, those things happen if you have this one more mentality. Now, in regard to, I mean, I, I know that the, you kind of alluded to this specific thing in what you were just speaking about. But in regard to the the keystone habits you have in place, the, the keystone mentalities that you put into place, how would you explain those in regard to your career here? I would say that, again, everything that I've learned over the years, you said, yes, I have been in sales for over a decade. I've learned from my mentors and uh, friends, which I'm extremely grateful to actually be living a life where your mentors are your friends and your friends yeah. are your mentors. Uh, doesn't suck. Does either. not suck. Um, one of the friends that we have in common um, always calls, um, calls it emotional bank account. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not going to talk about like specific keystone habits, but that's more of a mentality thing. So imagine that your habits are a little piggy bank, just like the kids have the one that you break with a hammer and there is a lot of quarters coming out of it and it's pretty fun. Um, so imagine that you have the same piggy bank, but for your emotional quarters. So each time, again, coming back to the wood fly mentality, when you don't feel like it, each time you do something that you told yourself and promised yourself that you're going to do, and again, why we're talking about ourselves because again if if you are honest with yourself um and if you're not cheating the man in a glass then it doesn't really matter what else is going on in the world if you're really honest with yourself when the man is right the world is right right so if we're talking about those emotional quarters if you told yourself that you're going to wake up at i don't know 5:30 a.m. 6 a.m. whatever whatever time you decide to wake up and you actually did it every day of the week, celebrate this win, put this emotional quarter into your emotional bank account. Kaching, awesome. Uh, if you, I don't know, if you said to yourself that you're going to go work out, do it, and then you're going to feel good because you're putting another emotional quarter into this bank account. So that's pretty awesome. So what I'm trying to say is that by doing the things on a consistent basis that you promised to yourself that you're going to do and deliver into yourself, you are creating deservability. And this deservability comes in mysterious ways and things just start working out and things just start going your way. But if you are not following up, 
and you're not putting emotional quarters into this emotional bank account, then everything is fall, falling apart. So what happens in the field, though, when your emotional bank account is full and this piggy bank is just like clinging with quarters out there, you go out to the field and you approach a business owner or something and they're at a, I don't know, something's wrong in their lives or whatever and they're being rude to you. They're taking a hammer and they're breaking your emotional bank account and they're, they're taking a quarter. So if you do not put enough quarters into this emotional bank account, you're going to be running on empty. You're going to be running on low. It's going to be emotionally devastating to you to be going from business to business. But if you are um, keeping up on the, keeping the word to yourself on what you promised to yourself and you're doing things outside of work that you're telling yourself you're going to do, then, hey, take five quarters if you want to, business owner. I don't care, yeah. you know. So that's that's a big, big, big mentality yeah. um, that I feel like helped me a lot. It's huge. And taking a step back a little bit, um, one of the things that you were um, talking about was uh, just that you actually committed to the two out of three days. Um, you know, there's a, a few people that we can point to that are just like, hey, in the in the first 90 days, they actually did the system the way that we promoted for them to do the system. And it's funny how those are the people that have, you know, broken this this quick start record. Um, what, what were some of the things that allowed you to buy in just like, no matter what, Hey, every single day, I'm going to go out and get my two out of three day, you know, every single day in my first 90 days, I'm going to, I'm going to build this foundation. What allowed you to buy in? What did you notice when you were doing that? I mean, I'm sure some of it goes into the emotional bank account that you were just talking about, but, um, what got you to a point or what, what brought you to a point of conviction where you're just like, I'm actually going to take this part seriously, even when, especially in the times where I don't feel like going and out either going to work or I feel like taking and planned time off or I don't feel like getting, you know, the, the next check mark on my two out of three day. It's a great question. Um, when you're going through sales Academy, there is a, an excessive amount of eagles written by people um, that are from different backgrounds, sales, not sales, different ages. I don't know. They're just different people. And if they all write on their eagles that, hey, the system works, it doesn't matter whether you had excessive amount of sales experience or had none, but if you just commit to the system and you just do the things that you're supposed to do, it's going to work. It's going to click. Um, I've, uh, again, one of the things that I'm grateful to my previous career is one of the things that I've learned is that Sometimes thinking too much makes you stupid. <laughs> yeah. So it's easier to act yourself into healthy thinking than to think yourself into he healthy acting. Amen. And if I see one after the other examples of people crushing it from the start and all they're talking about is, hey, just be out there in the field. See enough people. It's a numbers game. You're going to run into the aces. You're going to run into the people that really need the product. And through that, you're going to give more presentations. You're going to learn more than the person that doesn't follow the system. And then eventually, you're actually going to get good at it because you have a lot more practice than the person that doesn't follow the system. Why would you not do it? It's, it's a very simple concept, but still, it's like, why would you not? Right. What do you have to lose? And it kind of circles us back to this first 
point that we were talking about, making a decision. If you're making a decision, you're committing to the job and this career the right way. You got to trust the people that lead you because they've done it and they know what they're talking about. Because they can get out to the field and do the exact same thing that they're telling you to do and they're going to get results. Yeah. That's leadership. Like, yeah. And one of the things that, you know, like you said, what do you have to lose? A lot of times what we have to lose is our ego and we have to lose the, the complete attachment to being comfortable. So, and I'm, and there's times for you, obviously you don't, you have no expression of ego and you were willing to get outside your comfort zone all the time. But when those things did pop up where you maybe wanted to stay comfortable or maybe ego popped in, you did want to do the, your thing or things your own way. Um, how did you adjust? Did that ever happen? What, what comes to mind? On a daily basis. Absolutely. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> um, I am feeling flabbergasted that you're saying I don't have an ego. All of us do. <laughs> well, in regards to soccer, I mean, football. <laughs> football, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Um, uh, but I would say that, again, when you catch yourself that you're thinking or you're not doing what, again, what, what the system tells you to do is, again, don't take breaks during the day. Go to the next business on the right or on the left, whichever one you'd prefer. <laughs> I, I go on the right. Um, but just stick to it and just whether you feel like it or not, put your body in front of people. There is a word emotion. And if you eliminate an E out of the emotion, it becomes motion. Again, we are humans. I am a human. I have emotions. I have feelings. I have doubts. Every single day they creep in. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But again, we get to be in control of those emotions. That's why we're adults. That's why, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just the adult thing to do. Yes. So whether you feel like it or not, whether you have this brick in your throat after being rejected for, gosh, I don't know, two, three days, five days, 10 days, if you just do your best at this particular moment and you just show up at the next business with a great smile and a, an approach that is perfect the way it is, it may or may not work out. But if you sit in your car and keep overthinking things, it's definitely not going to work out. Yeah. So that's something that definitely helps me get over my ego. Yeah. Now you're someone that absolutely strives for mastery and you brought up doing your best. Um, when it comes to just mastering this job technically, what would you say technically is your edge that sets you apart? First of all, again, I'm going to bring up the fact that I'm not from this country. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times you would, you, would, you would agree with me here, Dylan. Um, most of the times I do not understand half of the words and I actually <laughs> ask for their meaning, uh, which you are the one to make fun of, which uh, I love you so that. much. Same. Uh, but again, I'm not technically sound and I don't know fancy tricks and bells and whistles on a lot of things in sales. One thing I can say is that if I can just create this environment for a person sitting in front of me and tell me, have them tell me what's been affecting them and their family, be totally just in the present with them and be there for them and have my heart totally open to them, then SWOL, which is again an acronym, shut up and listen, <laughs> 
and uh, basically get to understand what their real concerns are beneath this sometimes mask that they put off. I'm not interested. I'm okay. I'm good. But ask a couple of really, really serious questions and make my body language and make my, I don't know, like make my intentions speak louder than my words. Mm-hmm. Again, insert disclaimer here. I do not use any fancy tricks in the sales talk yeah. coming back to no matter what's right. I say it word for word, but it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. And people are great BS detectors. They see through you. So if you have this intention of sitting in front of them and asking this very serious, intense question, being like, Dylan, if you are off work for six weeks or six months or even longer, how would that affect your family and your loved ones financially? And looking into their eyes, looking into their soul with this question and literally listening, how many salespeople do they run across where they actually listen, not talk at them? So that makes a huge difference. And I think that this is definitely a big technical age for me here. Yeah. Um, and again, you're not against them. You're not fencing out and just like trying to kind of fight them. You're with them. You're on their side. And that's a big, big, big thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. And again, if I can take them with this question uh, to actually get them to understand that, hey, I might have not been as comfortable in my situation as I probably thought that I am because up to this moment, I was not thinking about those things. Nobody wakes up, grabs a cup of coffee and be like, hmm, what's going to happen to me if I don't work for six months? What, how am I going to pay my bills? <laughs> that would be a very sad world, world we would live in. But again, <laughs> if we get to understand that, hey, it does happen, it's real, and ask this question and be very intentional about it, it makes a whole lot of difference. Another thing I would say, again, um, if, if, if you're doing a great job at those critical questions, again, um, how are you going to handle this, right? So, like, what's going to happen to you if you're out for six weeks or six months? And then what's going to be your backup plan? And just, again, shut up and listen. Don't talk. Let them speak. Let them let it out. And then if they're, if they're out there talking, wave your head. Keep looking into their eyes and be like, tell me more about that unwrap it a little bit get a little deeper get a level or two deeper if there yeah yeah and, and this is something that you hear top producers talking about all the time so there's no coincidence folks the this whole shut up and listen thing where you just are in a situation where you genuinely care about people and you ask questions and you're willing to listen to their response that that is when selling becomes an art form versus just this this thing that we do Right, it's it's a lot more about asking the right questions and and generating generating a, a response and and figuring out what the need is uh, than it is just talking your way into a sale. So, Tim, I know that you have a lot of big goals here in Family Heritage. What what are some of the things? And you know, as as we kind of bring this to a close, what are some of the, your short term goals? And what are some of the things that you want to accomplish long term here in Family Heritage? We're recording on a Saturday, so my short term goals are wake up on Monday and deposit a couple of quarters into my emotional bank account. Follow through on your word. Exactly. Love it. Um, just go back to the routines and do what I'm supposed to. And then long-term goals. Again, there is an episode on Elevators Podcast, The Evolution of the Career by Travis mm-hmm. Wilson. Yeah. And he talks about job, 
career, business, and a mission. So my long-term goal is to literally savor and experience all four stages and move on from one to another in the past in the fastest time possible. Um, but still, again, enjoy them and learn all the way through the process. The good thing is that it doesn't feel like job anymore. So I think we're doing something right. You're doing, definitely <laughs> doing something right. So we're in the right track. Let and me, re- real quick before you move on, let me just see if this generates any kind of response. Um, but in terms of the job phase, right, the job phase is absolutely a grind. So how do you or how did you, if you're, if you're moving into the career phase, how did you enjoy the grind? It would be a life, I said, that I loved every single day. Mm. But again, as Travis unwraps on this on this podcast episode, you don't have to like it every day for you to love it. Sometimes things that we don't like to do on a daily basis, they bring us a lot closer to the person we would love to be one day. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be something you like in the beginning every single day. But long-term, again, you sacrifice short-term for the long-term gain. Yeah. So if you are willing to pay this price for a short amount of time, then long-term it's going to be a nice fun ride. Yeah. And delayed gratification is such a foreign concept for us in our society, right? Everything is like Amazon now or <laughs> look, pull up the movie on your TV and get it right now. You don't have to wait for a DVD to be shipped to you like you did 10 years ago or you know, obviously things get, as you go back and back, they, <laughs> things get more and more different. But, um, so how did you keep yourself progressing through those times and, and keeping your mind on what would come long-term if you were willing to sacrifice the hard thing short-term? Very simple. Having examples in front of me. I think we're very blessed in this business to have a lot of people that did the thing. They're not special if you talk to them. You do feel like, oh my gosh, they're just superheroes. But then you see Dylan Bug just show up in the field my day one in the career <laughs> and just do the sales talk word for word. Excuse me, sales conversation word for word. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I that's, can do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something I can do. This is simple. Yeah. yeah. So again, the, just the multiplication effect, the duplicability of it is just something that I'm very grateful in this. And I would add here that. Again, because of that, I want to make sure that I take my business partners that I'm grateful to work with on this journey and hold their hand through the process and be the example that I um, was grateful to be shown by you and Emberly and others in this business as well. Hallelujah. I love it. Well, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead and continue on the, the point that you were going on. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I love it. Yeah. So going from the job phase, congratulations on working hard enough to get into the career phase where it, it becomes a lot more fun. Um, and you're not really, you don't have to really stress about money anymore. Or like wondering, you know, what, when the next check is going to come in or am I going to make a sale today? You're at a skill level where you are confident and consistent in all of those pursuits. Um, Short term, you know, just going out and following through on his word on Monday, right? Right now we're on a incentive trip in whitefish montana it's beautiful we uh, tim flies out today i fly out tomorrow and on monday everything starts again so and i'm excited for it right these these little you know retreats these these things outside of work are helpful for me to it's another way to add to that emotional bank account and i'm excited to get back to work on monday to go you know do what we do so and i know tim also is something we were talking about last night is just the the, the hard work always pays off. And it's funny how when you work consistently and you take a, a little bit of time off, you get a quick refill 
and then you just get excited to get back at it. So thank you, Tim, so much for coming and hanging. Um, I know we got to get you to your flight here in a little bit, but is there any last snidbit of wisdom or information or anything else that you'd like to say on here to add value to the people listening? I would just say that um, add into your last point that you've made about Monday, just snap of a finger and hey, back to work. Week one, day one, just getting started. I've never done this job before. I know nothing about nothing. I have not sold a policy in my life yet. I have not recruited a person to work in this business yet. What do I have in store for me tomorrow? Mm. How exciting is this going to be if I'm just going to hop in the cold shower on this April morning (laughs) and be like, whoa, I'm a perfect rookie again. What can I learn from this job today and this week? Amen. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.